0: Welcome to the Mitch Hank Show, originating four blocks from Wisconsin's capital. Mitch is the radio voice of uncommon sense. All sides of an argument are welcome here. Just be prepared to make one, as Mitch argues for truth, not victory. Politics, lifestyle, pop culture are all on the table. So get ready to participate on the Mitch Hank Show.
1: I love the piano bit. It just reminds me so much of the Bill Murray spoof in SNL. Sexy lights, you like those sexy lights. Whatever does that mean? Uh, Welcome to the Mitch Hank Show, Brian Beebe, the man who was just on moments ago on his 5 o'clock podcast where he does the incredible songs. Uh, I wouldn't call them uh, songs written in the last month, but I mean, really good songs (laughs) from the last 40 years that are fun to listen to. Do a little buttercup action a little.
2: Why do you build me up, buttercup baby, just to let me down? Songs that just make you happy.
1: Yeah. You know, you're not looking for hidden meaning about, uh, you know, Lennon read a book on Marx. uh, Oh, none of that stuff. Harry Chapin, you know, we're the town that made America famous. You know, I don't know, you're probably not a Harry Chapin fan, but in college I would listen to those songs. They last 12 minutes long. And there was always a social message. Six traffic lights and seven cops and all the streets get cleaned. Mm -hmm. Supermarket and the drugstore and the somebody and the bar's all doing well you know it's not that kind of lyric you know he's painting a picture telling yeah. a story with buttercup you're not telling a story you're just making people laugh and dance and hug and have fun and kiss and yeah plan for later in the night yeah. right yep it's an alliteration build me up buttercup build me up buttercup yeah um but getting back to the the show we're gonna have dave peach on who's my college roommate you know we're kind of we're gonna be doing kind of a couple of those big announcements here uh, as we move in the next few days. But uh, he's still the funniest person I ever have known in my life. You know, you people in your life that are funny, that make yeah. you laugh. You can count on one hand, or if, if not one finger. Am I right about this? Yeah, yeah. And they just make you – they're just funny. You look at them, you start laughing. Yep. And my uncle was that way. He could dis—he could disarm any negativity. If, if we're going up to, to his place for Thanksgiving or Christmas in Illinois – and there's negativity. and There's negative energy in the car. My sister and my parents. And there was always negative energy. It seems at times, we'd go in. My Uncle John would just—he would just negate all that negative energy. What can I get you? What can I get you? You know. And you'd <laughs> smile. You just—you wanted to be with Uncle John. You wanted to be with him. He was funny. He was happy. He was, of course, he was drank a lot, but you know, he was a good drinker. Was that the Italian side of things? No, that was my uh, aunt's husband. No, he oh. was—he uh, was my uncle, but. He would always say, "Well, I didn't do much last night, Mitchell. I just went home, had a gallon of wine, went to bed."
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, that is funny.
1: But I mean, he he was that kind of a guy, you know. And my sister and my aunt were once remembering how nervous they were during final exams in college, and they were fretting about how their stomach would be a knots, and they were just that was so tense. And, and Michael John goes, "Well, finals? I always thought I was doing well if I knew when they were." You know, <laughs> so I mean, he would say things like this, just to kind of. And I would go up and take a test in Chicago for this FCC license I was going to have for my high school radio station that would allow me to be an operator or whatever. And I always miss it by one or two. I wouldn't pass it. But I'd call him and we'd play golf. <laughs> and I go, well, if I keep failing, I can keep coming up and play golf. He goes, keep
2: failing, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> keep,
1: <laughs> keep failing, Keep Mitchell. failing, Mitchell.
2: Well but how have, you, I, you, know, how have you done with happy that? guy. How have you done with that command? Have you kept on failing or I have in yeah, e- yeah. every aspect of life. Well you sat <laughs> there for that, didn't you? Boom, boom. Like a like a sitting hey, you've on a You've been listening to Uncle John your whole life. I know.
1: Uncle John was my hero, he really was. And uh, actually my aunt Sally is too, and Aunt Jane either of course they all hate you know, kind of hate Trump to the point where you know, I can't even carry a conversation without it being the subject, oh, you know, yeah. So
2: it's irrational. Do you have friends like that where they just it's yes. all they want to talk about it? Maybe a- and, the, and on the other side, too, that irrationally ah, love everything. Forge uh, yeah. it. it, 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 it we'll talk about they it. They won't, won't we'll, even talk about the other we'll side. We'll talk
1: about the, the latest. But first of all, this weather. We have to comment on this? Yeah. Dick Alpert, a good friend of mine. used to be on the mornings on IBA. Now he's uh, doing yeah, traffic.
2: Dick Alpert. Dick Alpert? Well, yeah.
1: it could be a different Dick Alpert. Oh, but, no.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tijuana Brass, was that Dick No,
1: Alpert? that was Herb Albert. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I'm... Remember the remember the whipped cream album? Oh yeah. Remember the, the I dated that album cover for two weeks when I was <laughs> <laughs> when I was like when I was fourteen <laughs> fourteen years
2: old. <laughs> I swear to God. Remember that
1: you're fourteen years old and you
2: he just kind of
1: you kind of something happens to yeah, you at, at all, fourteen yeah. fifteen where you're just kind of on alert and you know. I remember the we would kind of go out of our way to look at certain magazines and you know go oh my god. Yeah, that kind of, it changes at 56. You kind of got to yeah. lose weight and take some vitamins. Didn't think, yeah. Um, but
2: Dick Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. I remember that record.
1: Herb Albert, oh, Herb Alpert. Her, okay. Dick Alpert is the guy that does traffic in the morning oh. at WIBA. But he likes to post that quit whining about the weather. Quit whining because I know Dick and I would call him. So I do if he calls in, but he hates hot weather. He hates heat and humidity and sweating. He hates it. So he goes on and chastises the people who complain <laughs> about the cold and the snow on April seventeenth. Oh, quit whining people. But when it's June twentieth and it gets hot, he'll he'll start to oh, yeah. go into his routine. I'm thinking, no, wait a minute, let's think about this. There's measurable snow in Wisconsin every month of the year except for June, July, and August. That's it. You got snow in May, you got snow in September. So we don't get much. And does it really get hot in Wisconsin? I mean, it gets, sure, there's a hot day, but a cup of coffee is hot. The furnace is hot, an iron. And when I was a kid, I put my hand on the iron. I don't know why. I just put my <laughs> hand on You know, I go to the doctor. I had this imprint burn. I go, well, let's see how hot that is. Ah! You know, ah. it's like if you, you pull up, remember, plants, are li- plants live, right? Plants are alive. Yeah. But they don't really scream. If you pull the head of lettuce out of the ground, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: you'd you know, it, probably, probably don't scream. Thank God, you'd
1: deter a lot of farmers. Yeah, you would. Oh my God, I just can't bring myself to do it. Oh, we got to yeah. do it. You got
2: to, ah, you know,
1: would not be good. <laughs> of course, you know the. I don't want to talk about this, but the slaughterhouse. I mean, I see. I eat steak when, or I haven't yeah. had one in a long time. But uh, you know, of course, for us, we just take it out of the. Grocery store. And there's not much work, but if I had to, you know, do the deed, and yeah. I couldn't do it. I, I yeah. would not eat steak if I had to kill my own animal. Yeah, you know, I've never shot an. Have you shot an animal in your life?
2: When I was a kid, I shot a bird once. I didn't. I didn't like it. So didn't you didn't anything feel anything good didn't about it. No, because did. you know, in Wisconsin,
1: if you're a man I mean, you go hunting, that's what yeah. we do. We hunt. Men hunt. If I your mean,
2: dad hunts, if your dad doesn't hunt, you don't hunt. Well,
1: yeah, my dad didn't hunt. Mine,
2: he, mine didn't either.
1: So I had no desire to hunt, and the last time I fired a gun, I was probably ten years old. and Indian guides, we, uh, you know, Indian guides was like a little thing, like Boy Scouts or yep. Cub Scouts, but we were called Indian guides. Yeah, and you'd meet every week, and you'd tell stories and whatever, and when, you'd go to summer camp, and we took shots at a target range, right? And they had yep. little, and I remember I I didn't want to shoot the bullseye; I wanted to shoot
2: the clothespin that held <laughs> the bullseye. I thought that was tougher. I, I remember that. that. I remember. It. And, and so you were successful at that? I would hit a couple of clips, I
1: liked that part of it, sort of the, my mafia Italian blood was kicking in there. I just, you know, I did not want to hit the stupid target. I wanted to hit the clothespin. Oh. Maybe that was sort of a metaphor for enemies. Oh, okay, I got
2: it.
1: Some of us shouldn't have guns because you know, I mean, <laughs>
2: if you think a clothespin looks like a man, and well, I mean, or
1: even it. even bad marriages, you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't have guns no. because I would have been killed probably several times. Yeah. You know how you get angry? I used to, my basketball coaches in my college, they would say that, you know, it's one assistant coach, he goes, well, I got fired late at night about eight times. You know, people get pissed and angry. And yeah. the head coach, you're fired! And, of course, the next morning, they're back on the team, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you feel about this, or the staff, uh, the weather? I mean, you uh,
2: just roll yeah. with it, right? No, no. it's No big deal? It gets people pissed. They could shoot somebody over this.
1: Well, here's my point. Spring officially begins March twenty first. No, I know. Midge, it was and I know that. I know. But technically, it begins March twenty first, and we are now April seventeenth. Right, and it's still in the thirties. It's still snow and ice. And I talked to friends, oh, well, this is the way it goes, you know. Yeah, right. Who can We just lost a month of a season. Who cares? You know. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, and you grew up in Illinois, not too far away though. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in, in sort of. Indiana probably four hours south as the crow flies because you have to go over a certain amount east, but you know by late March it was pretty much uh, spring. You know, yeah. By April first you had green grass. You know, it it was kind of working up. What
2: about this global warming? Is this uh, well, uh, global
1: warming? I'm sure is is very significant, but it hasn't applied here.
2: Not not this year. Now.
1: our scientists are scientists going to tell me that that's because this is all a sign? Of, they always say, well, this is a sign of global warming. Oh, the fact that it's cold. That's yeah. a sign of El, El Nino. It's always a sign. Yeah. Uh, that's going on. We also have Sean Hannity who said, well, now here's what happened. They're in the federal court yesterday, and Stormy Daniels, they're watching, which was PR stunned because she yeah. had to be there. Right. Her lawyers are. And uh, the lawyers for Michael Cohn, who's per- President Trump's personal attorney, uh, we're saying, look, we have to see all these files the Fed seized from Michael Cohn's office before you see them because we can see what's privileged lawyer, client, privileged information, and what isn't. And the judge said, no, there'll be a team that can do that in the FBI, but I may have a third-party lawyer or you shouldn't rule that out. And she also said Michael Cohen's lawyers can have copies which I thought was significant. Yeah. Because apparently, I'm told that's normally not the case. You wouldn't get to see the evidence until after you're charged.
2: You just to, didn't want to give it back to him.
1: To no. They're, they're going to make copies. They're going to be able to get copies. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was significant because they can fight, you know, protracted fight. But, right. But, you know, here's my point on Stormy Daniels. And, of course, I do have a song Don't know why I've got lipstick on my fly. Stormy Stormy, Daniels. Stormy
2: Daniels. This old gal of
1: mine, she ain't together. You know, it's kind of gross.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, And, of course, you're a tenor; She could do it better. (laughs) Uh, But she is, I want to tell my story. You know, my sister, I think she was believable on uh, 60 Minutes. I'm thinking, What story? She told her story, didn't she, on 60 yeah. Minutes? She had sex with Trump once. It wasn't forced. It was consensual. Yeah. I mean, she didn't say no. She said, yeah, I felt like, I, well, I got myself in this situation. I might as well admit it. And, uh, you know, okay, so go ahead and say, do you find him attractive? No. All right, so she had sex with him. She didn't find him attractive. Why? Well, maybe, the, oh, yeah, she was trying to get a, a part on the show or something, right, or whatever it was. But that's the story. What I mean? What else is there in no. the story? No, Tell my story. That is the story. What else could she add to that? We went. We held hands on occasions and walked on a a bike path and we read
2: poetry. What? It got to the point where you turn. I turned over every time I heard anything on the news about Stormy Daniels because it's there's nothing new about it. It's well, it's kind
1: of like when you go to a bachelor party and they hire the stripper and it gets real seedy and you feel oh you know you feel and of course. You don't want the groom's father in there, you know, because it makes you want to crawl, <laughs> you, just, you crawl, oh no, no, please, don't put your clothes back on, ma'am. no, no that's bad stuff, um you know you go to a strip club when you're twenty or nineteen, you know, sure, it's kind of a kick at that point, you kind of your eyes are white, but you know when you're When I would see guys like 53 at the strip club, I thought, well, you know, that's really not a good scene there, you know. Do you ever get that? I mean, you feel creepy about that kind of thing? I did a private party once, and there were strippers, and uh, I had businessmen in the crowd with suits and ties and cigars. I mean, we're talking about executives. This was years ago. I won't tell you who hosted the party, but it was one of those private parties, and these businessmen were in there, and they were two strippers. And I said, I, how much time should I do it? He goes, 40 minutes. I go, okay, I'll do 40. You do what's effing funny. You do what's effing funny. Go, okay, fine. So I'm in the bar just sitting around talking to one of the strippers who's totally naked, sitting next to me. I go, well, what time do you work tomorrow? Do you work tomorrow? Go, oh, yeah. Then one of the other strippers came out crying. And uh, he was, my host was talking to her. And I said, what's the matter? Well, she saw somebody from her work here. She's afraid he's going to say something. I said, well, did you talk to him? He says, yeah, I told him to keep his effing mouth shut. <laughs> and so I'm sure it'll be fine. you know. But I mean, there's, you know, but I've I, I worked with strippers. I, you know, they're just working, right? I, you know, it's, it's a job, it's business. Stormy Daniels just works. But my question is, why do they call her a porn star? Are there porn awards like Academy Awards for porn? I or? think there is, but I don't. But I'm mean, not just a porn actress. Th- it's yes. never a porn actress? Right. It's a porn star. They're all stars. Yeah. Are they all stars? Yeah. I, I mean, was Tim stars. Conway a star? Was Was Don Knotts a star? Was I mean, yes. Lawrence Olivier was a star. You know, I mean, Marlon Brando is a star. Is Robert Duvall a star? Yes. Well, I think he is, but you know, you think and I think Tim
2: a, Conway and the other Tim one, Conway. Don yeah. Knotts is
1: too. Don Knotts. Yeah. Pick a
2: lock, pick a lock. They're recognizable.
1: You know, he won people. five Emmys for performing, as, uh, including some specials they did after the fact. He got Emmys for that. Yeah. And Andy Griffith said, you know, I never got any Emmys, and he got five Emmys, yeah. you know. But he was, he was a great actor. Yeah, he was character a really funny actor, for sure.
2: Apparently in real life, he was a uh, hypochondriac. Way back to Steve Allen. Donut, Steve Allen. Remember? Well, I don't go back the to man Steve The on Allen. the street.
1: You. you guys are like this. It's called the Adult Video News Awards. Oh, okay. The Adult Video News Awards. <laughs> yeah. What news are we talking about? Know. There must be a magazine. Well, I mean, she would win that with the news right now, but Trump... <laughs> No, and my sister said, oh, she was believable. What about Juanita Broderick? What about her? She accused Bill Clinton of rape in 78, and, of course, uh, continues to say that. And I played her interview once uh, with Lisa Myers of NBC to my uh, family member, and I said, do you believe her? And she goes, I believe her, but she shouldn't have gone to that hotel room alone. So my point is, you know, Bill, it didn't bother people. You didn't have million women marches after Bill had— groped a woman like kathleen willie i interviewed kathleen willie he said bill groped her in the the white house parlor by the fireplace put his tongue down her throat and groped her but there weren't million woman marches after that no. paula jones you know he had a eight hundred thousand dollar settlement when he pulled his pants down she was an employee i mean the, the women
2: didn't march about that you know there weren't marches there wasn't marches about much of anything
1: but trump you know he uh he does that kind of gross stuff or actually in the, the the Hollywood was it Planet Hollywood? Was that the tape? Project what it was with Billy Bush, the tape. Access Access Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. He said in the tape, uh, if you're a star, they'll let you grab there." you know what. Yeah. He did say they'll but that's always cut out in the news coverage. Not that it def <laughs> not that it makes it better, but he didn't say I just grabbed them. He says they let you. Now some of the women, of course, accuse him of of doing it without their consent, which is very serious. But you know, you think if you're reporting the story, you'd, you'd show what he actually said. He was talking about consensual groping, uh, which is there such a thing as consensual? I mean, it's disgusting. I know, but he'd say if you're a star, they'll let you. That's what he said on the tape, and that part is never included. Just like uh, Friday, there was this release of the Inspector General report where they showed that Deputy Attorney General uh, Andrew McCabe had former had lied to federal investigators. And two of the major networks didn't cover that story. So if you want to see that story, you got to watch Fox or watch, you know, talk radio or listen to radio. Here's my point about uh, John Hannity. He said he didn't retain Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, but they mentioned that he was a client in the court thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now my question is, if and he said I received no money, I was not sent an invoice, he never settled a legal dispute or represented me to a third party. Well, then he got advice from him without getting charged or without getting a bill. So does that mean he's getting gifts from Michael Cohen? And if Michael Cohen's lawyers considered Hannity to be a client, that means he's giving him legal advice for free, and so you're getting free legal advice from somebody who represents Donald Trump when you're on TV
2: defending Trump every night. Well, if, So if, that's a conflict. If, if, he, if Michael Cohen did anything for Sean Hannity, and, and it wasn't any of those legal things... Uh, he must have, might have done something for him. Why would his Why would his name be in his files? Well, that's what I'm saying. So he got free legal advice,
1: which would be getting a gift, advice? giving a gift, getting a gift from somebody who represents Trump, and you're defending Trump, which means he should have done a disclaimer. Which Alan Dershowitz said on Hannity's show last night. You should have mentioned it, and I agree. Um, let's call Dave Pete if we can. Uh, you know, you you, you, you go to. Uh, well, you have friends from high school, or I don't know if you went to college or whatever, but uh, these are friends that you pretty much have for life. Am
2: I right about this? Am no. I? No, I don't have any friends, particularly. Yeah, I know you do. You were you were an athlete, though. See, that was a different kind of a existence. I really wasn't an athlete. I was a golfer. Yeah. I don't think we count golfers as athletes. No, but you were a big-time sports fan, sports announcer, sports Sports guy. announcer, yeah. Yeah. See, that
1: was... Uh, but my college roommate was... Um, was heavy when I was, you know, his roommate. And I was skinny in those days. Now, he is skinny and I'm heavier. So it's almost like I eat him. But, <laughs> but Dave no. Peach, Dave Peach joins me now. Hello, Dave. Yes, Mitch, what's going on? Well, that's a great question. Uh, say hello to Brian Beebe. Uh, my Hi, Dave. Podcaster, singer, performer Brian? extraordinaire. Brian Beebe
0: is yeah. his
2: name. Uh, you can see him on
0: do you, do you, does everybody ask you if you're related related to Don BB? Yeah,
2: they do, and I wish I was, but I'm not. Yeah. Well, he's probably faster than Don no. Don BB though. No, you that's know. not true. Don was the you fastest never give guy on the
0: team. You never give up on a play, though, do you?
2: Don Don was the fastest guy on the team, and he was. A, well, you know he's referring to there because yeah, he Don knocked Bebe? the ball loose to the guy when he was right on the goal line in the Super
1: Bowl. Don Beebe.
2: Oh, he did knocked another guy's
1: hand, Yeah. Was that who was the football player that did that for Dallas, Dave? Uh, not yeah, Lewis Lett. Lewis Lett. I believe. Well, did I get that right? I think it guys? was Lewis Lett. You were talking about sports fans, but you were my roommate in college at Butler, Dave. And uh, in those days, I was. You were a little heavier than I was, if I recall. Uh, in those,
0: well, in college, you know, I I was okay. I, I was a little bit pudgy in college. Kind of the, you know, who's the, who's the guy that won the Masters?
1: Uh, You mean the pudgy guy? Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, kind, of, kind of like uh, him. Patrick you were Reed. The, you Patrick was, Reed, you yeah. Was,
0: Patrick Reed, you were, you were very, very thin.
1: I was thin, yeah.
0: Spelt, however you say
1: Spelled that. Spelt is good, yeah. But now, all these years later, I look at you on Facebook, and you are thin, and I'm a little pudgy, uh, putting it mildly. Uh, yeah, you know. And it just kind of you know, goes full circle. But then I've seen you go on Facebook lately and do your tips on dieting. Is it dieting or just lifestyle? How would we describe I do, it?
0: I do what I do a lot of uh, different topics. Um, yeah. Mainly, my goal is to do uh, another Hands Across America on May 25th, uh, the 32nd anniversary. Uh, that, that's my <laughs> main goal in life. <laughs>
1: and and the cause would be what?
0: Hey, you know, let's try to let's go oh, for the old uh, in hunger thing.
1: You know? Oh well, it's resurrecting the original, yeah.
0: Do it again, man. And you know, oh, the, the we are the
1: world. Is, uh, we are the children. Oh yeah. Yeah, that,
0: that was different. This was hands across. Oh, hands America. across.
1: Oh, hands across America, well, that wasn't hands related, across but it was America, related to it though.
0: Hands from, and, and but it anyway, wasn't that it, related
1: to the same cause, and then the the song it was a was, very
0: similar cause, yes.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But it, it kind oh, 32 of rode years on the yeah, coattails. Thirty-two outside. years
1: ago, hands across America. Yeah, hands across
0: America, <sighs> six point five million. People but that was for hunger.
1: That was, but I thought "We Are the World" was the song for that.
0: It was. It was. Yeah.
1: Later, it, it's a that cause was Ethiopia.
0: More than one thing.
1: And, uh, well, and that's when uh, Quincy Jones was conducting the choir yes. in the studio, and that's when uh, Wayland Jennings left, if you recall. I guess he got tired of to go to a gig or something. But, but no, you've said on, uh, in terms of dieting that you yes. simply control the number it's of portions. Boring. You do one portion. Boring, Instead and, of just uh, eating the chips, you'll do a bag, and that's it. You know, I mean, take the simplest form.
0: Man, I you know, I wish I had a, an exciting way to lose weight. People ask me, you know, how did you lose weight? And I say, well, I, I eat less and I exercise, and they kind of, mm. <laughs> you know, roll their eyes, look away. But, but really, that's the mm. way to do it. You have to, you, well, for one, you have to mm. want to do it. And then, for me, it's all about controlled portions. Mm. I do not buy 12-ounce bags of chips because, for me, you know, they're either going to be empty or full. Mm. So... I've gone to one ounce or one and a quarter ounce bags of chips because if they're empty or full, it's it's not as many ounces. I I I I, I did the math there, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's all about it's all about uh, not going to buffets and and exercising every day.
1: Yeah, but I think fundamentally, though, because I believe it's ninety percent intake and the exercise is great. But you you said is you have a finite amount you eat, whether it's one portion or one bag or one of something instead of just eating unlimited, you know, like chips, unlimited, or whatever the case, unlimited, that's what you've eliminated, which is amazing. Because some yeah. foods are addictive, and you can't, it's hard to stop, you know, with regard to chocolates or chips or what, am I right about this?
0: I, I, I agree. that I mean, there, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's hard to uh, put the chips down it's it's hard like if it's your, like M&Ms or something and, and and like Halloween candy you know i could eat you know 15 20 of those little candy bars so you have to kind of say okay i'll eat six of them you know i mean yeah. have 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 a time you know eat, eat six of them. eat eat eight of them but but have a limit on that don't uh, you know because if you're like me you could probably go through about 20 of them
1: on yeah, the right home yeah. so you're really saying to people that, you know, have a limit, have one, or have, you know, one helping, or one bag, or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have a portion,
1: Um,
0: you know, if you go to a restaurant, try to get a vegetable, like they have sides at restaurants, and, you know, it's like, Hash brown casserole, dumplings, steak fries, baked potatoes. But you know, maybe get one of those high starchy foods, but then you know, get some carrots yeah, or get
1: some, get
0: some uh, broccoli. Uh, at least, at least get one of those sides uh, with a vegetable, and 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 watch your meat. Um, you know, good lean meat. I think is 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 good. Important.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Like
0: country fried steak with extra gravy and mashed <laughs> potatoes with dumplings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably not good.
1: Well, you know, they say don't have starch or don't have complex or refined carbs, and protein's good. Well, I'll make a a turkey meatloaf, and they'll eat half the meatloaf in one sitting, which is probably not the purpose, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, you see, some of those, I mean, like a chip, uh, you know, you might eat a healthier chip, but they're still quite a few calories in those chips so it's not like you well yeah and five see
1: i know you can do that but see my attitude is certain foods have to be avoided because they are addictive and it's like telling a cocaine addict just have a little bit of cocaine just have half a line just have a little bit of heroin don't you know i don't think it works you know
0: i think well i mean it, 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 it's a personal i mean you have to have some willpower right uh, you yeah, have to you, you know walk away i i, I I think food, I, I, I guess I'll challenge you a little bit. I think food is a little bit different than heroin or cocaine or a drug. <laughs>
1: um, well, I, but, I, you and I, I have to disagree on that because I think addictive, okay. uh, the, the principle is the same. Listen, Dave, it's great talking to you. I'm glad you're thinner yeah. than I am for you. I'm bitter and depressed about it for me. Oh, but then there's therapy. There, there are pharmaceuticals out there. There's certainly religion. I know there are ways to deal with it. Aside from just drinking scotch and listening to 50 year old Sinatra, I understand that. Listen, Dave, thank you. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, bitch. All right, uh, back with uh, the Conspiracy Guys coming in studio, the Mitch Hanks show on MadisonTalks.com and Facebook Live.
0: mitch Hank Show.
3: when it comes to telephone on hold advertising some commonly asked questions are why do we need an on hold message how do we write a script how long should the message be how does the message get played how much does it cost I'm Bob of Abella Creative Services, and a telephone on hold message speaks directly to your target audience while they're on hold with your company. Continuously advertises only your business without the clutter of competitive ads and for just a fraction of conventional advertising costs. At Bob Abella Creative Services, we'll help you draft a well-written script, provide the appropriate announcer, music, core sound effects, and the studio time and expertise to put it all together. We'll also provide you with any special equipment you might need to play your on hold message. Even though we probably have more experience than most other on hold Message companies will cost you less. Let Bobabella Creative Services stretch your advertising dollar with an on hold message that provides your customers with real actionable solutions to their problems. Baba Bella Creative Services gets results. Just send us an email at BACS Gets Results at gmail.com. That's BACS Gets Results at Gmail.com.
0: Welcome back to the Mitch Hank Show. Mitch seeks the truth by inviting all sides of the issue. Thanks for listening to The Mitch Hanks Show.
1: <laughs> okay, we're back. And we invite the conspiracy guy on the show. He's on the phone. He, he was going to come in, but I guess he got pulled over. Are you okay uh, out there, Jim?
4: Uh, yeah, I got so excited about coming down, Mitch. I got pulled over. I didn't even make it to Quick Trip, which is one mile from my garage.
1: Oh, my God. You pull over for speeding?
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, no. You got a warning or?
4: Oh, no, no. I got oh. the whole
1: boat. Yeah. Got the whole ticket, huh? I feel terrible yeah, now.
4: I, I I deserved it, Mitch. I didn't put up a fight. I said, oh. You got me dead to get to right. You got me dead to get to right.
1: That's got to be like 150 bucks or something. Is that what well, it is? Well,
4: 98
1: Oh, 98 That's not too bad, but it's still painful. But you, of course, we've got a lot of a lot of things to talk about. We have the Donald Trump story, with uh, you know the lawyers and going after his lawyers' files and raiding. But the judge in the case that heard the arguments yesterday is Kimba Wood, who was, by the way, one of the Bill Clinton uh, attempted attorneys general. She got rejected because she had paid a domestic worker and didn't have Social Security in there or something. And I think he had two of those, Zoe Baird and Kimba Wooden, and then finally the third one took over, Jan right. But there right. she is. I'm sorry? Uh, yes, so, yes, say, and not and,
4: only that, but she presided at the wedding of George Soros. Yeah, that's M. what I was going to ask you.
1: Recently. You re, uh, of course, George Soros got married at 83 years of age, and he married a 42-year-old, right? Yeah, well. Boy, you know what, these men. What is rich, rich men? What's going on there?
4: Eighty-three. So now, this doesn't necessarily mean she can't be objective, but I think she ought to have disclosed these things in advance.
1: And she presided over George Soros's wedding. Yeah. Of course, now yeah. he's, now he's eighty-eight. Yeah. He's uh, he's eighty-eight. Double snowman. Now, what if he's still yeah. married to the same woman? That's right. Anyway, so That's right. so that was going on. Not disclosed. Sean Hannity. Here's what intrigues me. They said Cohen has three clients and wouldn't name the second one because of whatever. But then the third one, and for some reason, the judge ordered them to say who the third client is, which I thought was kind of strange. And then he said, Sean Hannity. Well, Sean Hannity goes on his show last night and says, Hey, I was not a client, I never retained him legally i never got an invoice i he never represented right. me in a legal matter or with a third party and here's my question then why would they list him as a client you I think mean, that's a little strange jim
4: it's a good question mitch but i think this guy's very political you know and he liked the idea of being willing to suggest or hint to people that mm. he had a prominent client in tv you know i mean that's my guess well i'm thinking that's
1: true, it's true thinking that okay I'm not, go ahead
4: I think Sean's a very honest guy. He said he never got an invoice, never paid anything, never formally agreed with him. You know, he he made informal inquiries now and then mostly about real estate.
1: Well, then my question is, is he getting free? If they're going to say he's a client, then that means he's getting free legal advice, which means he's accepting gifts from a guy who represents Donald Trump. And when you're defending Trump on your show every night, Which would cause a little bit of a conflict at work, and certainly as a reporter, it would. He's not a journalist. I love the way they talk about this on MSNBC and CNN. They never mention that Hannity is not a reporter, not a journalist. He's a talk show host, he's an opinion host. That's right. And they never say that. I
2: mean,.
4: But Mitch, the reporting on CNN and MSNBC and the major networks, frankly, is so totally biased. They're still talking about the Russian hacking meme, even though it was blown apart long ago. They're making mountains out of every molehill. I mean, look, this stuff with Stormy Daniels is a uh, fodder of uh, the tabloids, but now it's making big news here nationwide because it's involving Donald Trump. They can use it against him. It's very, very no, I
1: understand. Um, it's like my sister will say. She was credible in telling her story, but I'm saying, what story? I mean, what, what do you want to – she wants to tell her story. Well, what story? Now, I understand the allegation that somebody threatened her is serious, if in fact true, and they've got a sketch. But the fact that she had consensual sex with Donald Trump, I mean, is that the story she wants to tell? She told it in 60 minutes. Be,
4: that appears. That appears to be the sum total of it, uh, Mitch. And I've heard her describe it, so she's already told it. You know, they were they, they went to bed in the, you know uh, in an apartment, or I don't know if it was in Trump Tower or not. Uh, well, I mean, who, it, wasn't, it wasn't much of a story, all things considered.
1: I mean, it, 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 she said it was consensual. Nothing forced. So, I mean, you compare him to Clinton or JFK, I mean, JFK was like a, an animal in the White House. He had women all the time. They were shooting him up with uh, adrenaline in his spine because of his Addison's disease, so he was horny right. all the time.
4: That's but, right. That's right. That's but we right. didn't
1: know about it. Huh?
4: He wasn't much of a, a lover, Mitch. You know, Angie Dickinson
1: said that her affair with JFK was the greatest fourteen seconds of her life. You no, know, I understand. He was. He got bad uh, reviews on that. But still, the point of it is, women to him and to other powerful men are, are like you know cigars, or I shouldn't mention yeah. that. Yeah. Or, hors d'oeuvres. Hors, hors d'oeuvres. Or you know, it's. I know it's disgusting. In my. It's. I just, But I'm saying that's the attitude. Trump obviously had the same view. Trump did not have. The mind, the view that came from the puritanical uh, Christian uh, interpretation of uh, chastity—I don't think it's fair to say, right? I mean, I mean, these are men. These are men who just, uh, you know, women to them were like pieces of meat. Let's face it.
4: Yeah, well, as I say, hors d'oeuvres. Look, I think the bigger story about Michael Cohen is the raid on his home and his office. No,
1: I understand that, and but yet I keep hearing there are exceptions to the attorney-client privilege if they find material that is outside of the attorney-client privilege. Plus, attorneys aren't uh, allowed to um, commit crimes or to conspire to commit crimes.
4: Sure, sure. But but it does look politically motivated to me, particularly when, you know, the Russian hacking meme has fallen apart. Mueller wants to justify the exorbitant expense involved in all this. Frankly, he seems to have wandered way off the reservation you know, it, it, Rand Paul put it very well. He said, uh, at this point, nobody is safe, and we're living in an age of lawless inquisitions. This is yes. the birth of Stalinism in America, in which government criminals say, show me the man, and I'll find you the crime.
1: Well, and that's what Newt Gingrich compared him to, which caused a firestorm, because they're they're doing due process on this getting probable cause. I mean, they're playing it technically by the book. My question is, What's the end game? Now, I know the Southern District of New York investigation of Cohen, they're saying is more dangerous. because, it, uh, But those are federal charges that could come out. If the attorney general of New York goes after Cohen, um, those are state charges. And if he's convicted of a state charge, Trump can't pardon him. Only the governor can pardon him. So my thinking is that Cohen, who's got children at home, and by all accounts loves his children, will not go to do 25 years in prison or 10 years in New York prison for Donald Trump. Is that a fair? I think it's a
4: fair assumption, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure what Trump really has to hide. And this would seem to be a problem. No, we're talking about Michael
1: Cohen. Michael Cohen.
4: No, I got it. I got it. But you're talking about that... uh, that, uh, that uh, Cohen would, uh, you know, give some evidence implicating on Trump, Trump to get yeah. himself off the hook, right?
1: Well, I know, but if, if he's ordering Cohen to cut some kind of a deal where instead of getting $300 million from the Russians, uh, he gets $600 million when it's only worth 300 that's called money laundering. If Cohen told his bankers he was getting a refi on his mortgage, to put in uh, an addition on his house and use it to pay Stormy Daniels, that's bank fraud. So there are all kinds yeah. of you know things here. Uh, well, I
4: agree. I agree with you, Mitch. That this is in this is very treacherous water, and it's entirely possible something like that took place. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Well, but Ellen Judge made the point, Harvard Law professor, that Cohen and the Southern District are looking into pre presidential Trump activities. These are things that happened before Trump became president, which is similar to what happened with Clinton, because Whitewater happened before he became president, and then they found out about the, uh, the blue dress as a result right. of, of what grew out of the Whitewater investigation.
4: Right. Well, I, I think they want anything they can use to smear Trump. I think it's absolutely out of hand. I've never seen anything like it in my life. There's this obsession to get Trump, and it's just almost universal. It's stunning to me, Mitch. I'll I, I bet you would agree that you, too, have never witnessed anything on this order before. Well, and remember, it was Obama, these DOJ people, this Andrew McCabe, James Comey, this Peter Strozonk, Christopher Steele. All that was totally corrupt and involved you know, financing of the dossier from the DNC and Hillary Clinton. It's awful stuff.
1: Well, in terms of the Hillary investigation, I know they said they were reopening it nine days before the election, which I concede might have helped Trump win because it stopped the movement of Republican women and independence to Hillary. I, I, I concede that. But uh, they did, in terms of Hillary's investigation, not take notes from her interview. They didn't record the interview. Uh, they had given immunity to Cheryl Mills, who could sit next to Hillary during the interview. And the interview was conducted by Peter Strzok, who yep. had the affair with Lisa Page, who right. in, and Peter was in charge of counterintelligence. Lisa was a lawyer. Yeah. And none of this stuff was... I mean, let's face it. They did a raid on Michael Cohen's offices, but they wouldn't even force the DNC to give up their servers, I which know. were hacked, allegedly, by the Russians. But they, the DNC refused to give up the servers to the FBI. And, you know, Comey, James Comey, didn't do a raid on the DNC...
4: That's right. Which would have been appropriate, frankly. That would have been appropriate. No, they gave Hillary a get out of jail card, free card, uh, Mitch. There's no doubt about it. The corruption here, the violations of standard protocols and all that, were just overwhelming. Why didn't it George
1: Stephanopoulos was... ask Comey to explain why he went from gross negligence to extreme carelessness in characterizing Hillary's mishandling of classified information uh, with her personal computer and private? Server, I mean, that, that question was never asked. Uh, it was
4: Strozak who's acknowledged that he, he he rewrote it. He he toned it down. It was he who was looking out for Hillary, and he's the one who interviewed her, too. So, I mean, the whole thing was, uh, you know, a, a marshmallow operation against uh, Hillary. Uh, the the offense that she committed, Mitch, didn't involve intent. These are cut and dry. She violated them. There was no question yeah, about they, it. They've
1: convicted seven military people doing the same thing she did, uh, carelessness with Classified info, I understand all that.
4: Yeah, hers uh, was much more egregious.
1: Here's what bothers me, though. They didn't record the interview with her. They didn't. It, there's no transcript of it. Uh, there are no notes from it. I mean, Comey would take copious notes every time he talked to Trump, and they'd brag yeah. about the fact that he has contemporaneous notes. How come there are no notes of the Hillary interview?
4: Yep. Miss, the, we, that's perfect. That's an excellent point. And it's because they were giving her a free pass, and they were out to nail Trump. I mean, the situation were totally opposite, attitudinally.
1: Well, the other thing is, on the dossier where he allegedly was uh, having a golden shower or the getting one from the prostitutes in Russia, uh, this dossier was the basis, or at least a large part of the basis, for the FISA warrant to spy on Trump campaign officials uh, right. and they never told the judge who paid for. The, so your opponent in the campaign, your political opponent, is paying for the dossier right. that was not disclosed. They did say right. they did say it was a political document, and they're all going, "Oh, they said yeah. it was political." They didn't say.
4: <laughs> they didn't Go ahead. The golden shower thing was supposed to be his hire and a couple of prostitutes the pee on the bed. That oh yeah, and Comey was said it's possible. Barack Obama had slept in allegedly. Yeah, but, I mean it was ridiculous. Re- Comey said seven, it was possible.
1: Ridiculous. It was possible. Dershowitz said if it's if it's not fact, then Comey's job is to say there is no evidence of it. There's no evidence yeah. of that. No, he said it's possible. The president right. could have but been that's doing not his the
4: job, right? Huh? Speculation.
1: Well, it's possible that I could go back and become a pro golfer and win the Masters. I suppose that's possible. <laughs> but I don't think it's probable, Jim. I don't think it's going to happen.
4: This, this Comey trashing Trump is really damaging, tarnishing his very carefully cultivated public image. Of, it's not doing him any good, Mitch. It, well,
1: you yeah, I will say this about making Trump.
4: making him look petty and partisan, you know, when he's tried to appear to be above it. He obviously isn't above it. And the Inspector General of the DOJ is coming out with very damning findings about McCabe and Comey and Strozik and all that. I mean, it's going to be yeah, it's yeah. going to be one monster mess. By the it's way, it, it's way spelled
1: Strozik, but I think it's struck actually. But that's okay. Yeah, whatever.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter. But no, that's going on. Remember to call by the way. We're talking to conspiracy guy Jim um, uh, Fetzer, and uh, we're talking about uh, Comey and Trump. I'll say this though, and give us a call at two one zero sixteen sixty seven. That's six zero eight two one zero sixteen sixty seven. The country is really divided. I don't think Trumpites or anti-Trump haters are changing their position, no matter what they're told or what story originates. Right. I saw a poll, NBC poll, that showed that thirty percent of the people in the poll thought the FBI was doing its no seventy percent thought the FBI was doing its job. Thirty percent said the fix was in. The FBI was corrupt. I realize Trump and his supporters are trying to raise that 30% percentage higher. But let's think about it, though, Jim. Uh, Nixon, when he went down, Barry Goldwater went to see him with a handful of senators, and Nixon said, how many votes do I have in the Senate? And Goldwater said, not enough and not mine. Well, uh then Nixon resigned the next day. Trump has Fox News, talk radio, and he has... 35% 35% block in the country who are going to fight for him, which Nixon did not have. So the Democrats couldn't impeach Trump unless they take over next January. In terms of convicting Trump in the Senate, you'd have to get two thirds or 67 votes. And the Republicans will not have 67 votes. I mean, Democrats. So they would have to get probably 10 to 15 Republican votes. To yeah, convict. I think
4: impeachment is a pipe dream, Mr. I agree with Well, I'm you. talking
1: about conviction. I think they could impeach in the House. But well, right, they
4: could bring it To, in to get a conviction right, in the Senate. Well, you
1: can see how Mitt Romney might go down and, you know, uh, various. But Corker's retiring. Flake is retiring. So the outspoken Trump enemies, uh, Ben Sass would be in Nebraska. He'd still be there. And you'd have Romney maybe. But to get 10 to 15 Republican senators to vote to convict? in this right. in this polarized environment you tell me how that's going to happen
4: I, I think the greater risk to trump is his foreign policy i mean you know the the reinforcing in afghanistan launching these attacks on syria he doesn't even wait to see whether it actually was oh, yeah, a verified right. chemical attack I'm glad you mentioned uh, that in, in 2014 all, all of the chemical resources in syria were removed mitch not only that, but he had no motive. So you had motive and, and means. Um, how, do you, how, do you,
1: how do you know they were removed, uh, Jim?
4: Because you had this international committee, you know, that yeah, came that, in under U.N. That, supervision, yeah, that and they took it all out. Doesn't mean, and you had Obama. You, know. you even had Obama and Kerry boasting about how they got I it know all out. They, they, it it so, was a fact. So this I, recent, I don't have any doubt about, doubt about it.
1: So this recent uh, attack was fake in your mind?
4: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: What about the kids we see on video when they're hosing them off? Well, yeah, but that's not what you do
4: for a chemical attack. You know, it's a, it's just stage. It's political theater. Oh, so you don't think yeah. there
1: you don't go think ahead. there was an attack? But uh, you are the conspiracy.
4: Let me okay. Let me go. Here. I will say.
1: The, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know that they proved that the attack, if there was an attack, and I will stipulate for the sake of argument that there was an attack. I don't think they've proven that Assad did the attack because he was winning the war. There was right. one remaining stronghold of rebels. He was, he was winning a war in a rout, and the one way to right. get the uh, world to come down on you is to do a chemical attack. So it makes no sense. Uh, I That's will concede right. that. It made
4: no sense at all. So if you apply a modicum of reason here, you can see there's something wrong with this narrative.
1: Right, and I will say this: General Mattis did wait a number of days. He was trying to check the intelligence. It doesn't mean yeah. the intelligence uh, isn't wrong, but I know you're. Uh, it's pretty it your mind that the intelligence is always wrong, right, Jim?
4: Well, well, bear in mind, Mitch, that Trump was talking about targeting seventy different sites in Syria. So Mattis was able to talk him down to a very narrow subset. And my great fear now, Mitch is they couldn't have uh, attacked all those 70 targets with the meager resources available then, but on the 22nd, we're going to have this massive armada. I'm worried that's when they're going to launch the real attack, that what we have seen was merely a feint. And what's interesting about this scenario, Mitch, is, uh, because of everything that's been said by Trump and others, the, the, the amassing of that firepower represents an imminent threat, which would justify a uh, preemptive strike under international law in the U.N. charge.
1: I don't want to uh, scare people too much, Jim. I, I don't, Trump is not by nature an interventionist. He does these little isolated attacks, and they always warn the Russians to get out of the way before we attack. And now Trump is backing off on sanctions. I don't think he's going to be doing what George W. Bush did. I I don't don't see it, but I know you're afraid of it, but I don't see it.
4: Well the problem is you have uh, you have these wild cards or let us say uh, clear hawks in the in the John Bolton who is a neocon know, he was I all know. for 911 and US in Oh I know
1: but it doesn't mean Trump's going to do what he says so you know there you have it
4: Yeah but he's getting himself surrounded by this war cabinet and bringing in uh, Mike Pompeo I mean the guy may have graduated first at West Point but he strikes me as a dim bulb he was boasting <laughs> Of the U.S. having killed hundreds of Russians during his confirmation hearings, Mitch. That's a very bad sign.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't tell uh, Senator, uh, who's a guy from uh, New Jersey, Cory Booker, want to know if he thought gay sex was, uh, was bad, and he wouldn't answer that. Right. I mean, what kind of a question is that, though, really? Of a,
4: well, I know. He wanted to see if he was a uh, homophobic. Secretary of State
1: Designate. Booker.
4: Booker obviously has aspirations for higher office, of so that I have no doubt.
1: I mean, Pompeo having gay sex is kind of a bad image, by the way, we should say. Uh, <laughs> uh,
4: you know, all kinds of things are happening now. Russia has heavy <laughs> bombers in Iran now. They've cut off their uh, supply of, uh, uh, of, of, of these uh, essential components for Boeing aircraft uh, that, yeah. that are manufactured by Russia in an agreement. Titanium oh. parts. It's not just the titanium they actually manufacture them in Russia. Oh. So they're cutting off the titanium to Boeing, which means that they're going to be handicapped in producing military uh, aircraft. It's a very significant move by Russia.
1: Oh, I see. Well, all I know is that Putin said that the the Russian prostitutes are the best in the world. I thought it was... <laughs> you know, in terms of the Chamber of Commerce, you've got to give them credit for that. You didn't see where a, a dissident was killed. Just, huh?
4: That's pretty funny, all things considered.
1: Yeah,
2: I do
4: work, you know, I mean, Trump campaigned on America first, getting us out of the Middle East, uh, redirecting resources to benefit the the public at home. He isn't doing that, Mitch, and I think that's
1: going to cost I know, but you can't just blow off chemical, if in fact they did use chemical weapons. You can't. I'm sure they
4: did not use chemical weapons.
1: Well, I know, and that could be possible. Hey, how about this Russian investigative reporter that died falling from the balcony a couple of nights ago? How about
4: that one, huh? that one, bitch? Tell me more.
1: Well, it's in The Guardian. It's in The Independent. is I'm, I'm re- a young guy. Maxim Borodin I was known for his reports on private military firm and prison investigations. He was 32 years old, and he fell off a fifth-floor balcony in the city of you tintraburg Some
4: unpronounceable And they
1: said it was either a suicide or an accident, so...
4: Well, maybe they're trying to create a real death where you had this phony uh, you know, poisoning in the UK. That was so unbelievably contrived, Mitch. It may have been they just ate this improperly prepared fish.
1: Well, I mean, there are a number of journalists and dissidents who have been shot or killed or dropped up balconies within blocks of the Kremlin. I hope you're not saying that Putin's innocent when it comes to all that stuff.
4: Well, what I'm saying is it's real easy to frame him for something happening in London. I mean, that's well, No, a really I know
1: that. Difficult. By the way, they didn't die then; uh, they were still I know, sick. Survived, oh, they survived. Yeah. yeah,
4: well. And the story—the uh, story about the gas—is obviously phony because they had guinea pigs and cats at home, and if it were the real deal, it would have killed them I too. I see. Okay, also, well, they, they wouldn't have survived to walk around to a mall and all that.
1: What about this this journalist? So you think that he was actually dropped off a balcony, or you you don't believe it?
4: I haven't. The fog is. It's the first I'm hearing about it, Mitch. But I'll uh, take a look. Figure yeah, figure
1: Maxim is dead. Is all I'm saying. I don't, I don't have any yeah. illusions about you know Vladimir. I mean, he's in office forever. I mean, he's a, obviously yeah. a, a thug, a former KGB agent, and he never gets real opponents in elections. So I'm a little bit, I'm more real, I, I'm more sober on, on him than you, you are, obviously. But
4: you know, Mitch, what the the public doesn't know is that Syria has a constitution. That Syria has, is a democracy. That Assad is the democratically elected president of Syria, has the support of 80% of the people. That before all this nonsense began, Syria Uh. was the. One of the safest nations in the yeah, world. Well, nobody he's cares. protective of those of different religions and sects, including the Christians. You know, he, he, you could get a job
1: a, working a, for Assad. I mean, you could be like one of his spokespeople or something, Jim.
4: Well, he deserves a fair shake. And the whole yeah, deal uh, over these two uh, conflicting pipelines. with the Iran, yeah, Iran-Iraq-Syria yeah. pipeline backed by Russia versus uh, yeah. well, the Qatar.
1: Well, let's see what happens. But, you know, yeah, we're, yes, we're spending too much time, time on it. Syria. Nobody cares about Syria. Sadly, that's the case. Now, uh, but we still are holding out on, uh, hey, we've got the 50th anniversary of the Robert Kennedy assassination coming up here, Jim, yes. in a couple of months. Yes. And i we're very sad, We're, of course, we're definitely Bobby both. Was
4: shot, uh, he was shot at four times from behind with three hits, two yeah. under the arm, but one behind the right ear by this uh, security guard who was escorting him, saying Eugene Caesar, who had the same type of weapon as Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah, who was merely the patsy to destroy And David you know Sanchez
1: Morales was also in the ballroom coming out. That's afterwards. right, that's CIA right. And out. George
4: Joannidis and, and yeah. Gordon Campbell. So, yeah,
1: Jim and I both go deep on the conspiracy on Bobby Kennedy. We think yeah. Sirhan was a Manchurian candidate. I don't do as many conspiracies as Jim does, no, no, but, no. I, but he, I do that, that one.
4: Way. Yeah, he was a Palestinian. That gives you a clue. He was hypnotized by a guy working for the CIA, uh, he he was uh, just an innocent who was weak-minded, and they could easily control. And he appears to have been set off by the girl in the pop polka dot dress.
1: Dress, yeah, exactly. No, I'm all for you on that one. I just do the Kennedys, really. I don't do the other ones, but you do several. Right. But thank right. you so much, Jim. I appreciate the time. My great uh, pleasure, my friend. You and I should probably... We'll do a vacation.
4: I should be there in person, but I was having a conversation Uh, with an officer of the law. That's
1: what happens. You and I will go to Damascus and have a vacation. I'm sure it's a wonderful place to... Or Aleppo. We'll go to one of those places. But thank you so much.
4: Love it, bitch. Love it. All right.
1: Jim Fetzer. So I... um, I always liked having the conspiracy guy on the show, you know, because he's a little colorful, a little provocative. What can I say? I don't have to agree with him for entertainment radio. I've had, I had friends during the days of 921 FM who would say, why do you have that guy? He's not serious. I go, well, that's why I have him on. He's not serious. You know, one time I was on WIBA, and I had Matt LePay, the voice of the Badgers, on, and there was a rumor at the time about Michael Vick. Back in the day, Michael Vick, the quarterback, remember him? He got sent to jail for having dogs fighting on his... Firearm or whatever, and there was a rumor for a short period that Michael Vick might play for the Packers. And I had Matt in the studio. I said, "Is that true? Are they ready for Michael Vick and that And of course, Matt does this serious answer. And you know, I'm saying, Matt, you know, if I talk about sports on my show, it's it's meant as entertainment. And he goes, "Oh, I'm a ratings killer. No, you're not. You're just too serious." And I would say that most people in life are too serious. Uh, a jarring experience on Facebook of late was I saw a link that quoted one of Richard Pryor's widows as saying that Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando slept together at one point. I thought that was funny. I just kind of tickled me. So I put the link on Facebook, and I said, I always suspected this. Well, I thought it was funny, but again, I get immediate posts from liberals saying, why is this important? Why is that an issue? And then conservatives are on there saying, I will never watch either one of them again. I said, I'm taking down this post. I'm deleting the post. Nobody has a sense of humor at all. Um, but I thank you. Uh, I could be announcing um, a change in terms of my location here in the coming days, but I got to iron out the details uh, in terms of terrestrial radio. Uh, but we'll talk. We we'll have plenty of time to talk. Maybe have time for a closing big show, a going away party, and the rest. If in fact it happens. Want well, to thank Mike Brokavel our studio engineer extraordinaire, also Brian Beebe for sitting in. I want to thank Bob Keller with the Keller Real Estate Group for the space on West Washington Avenue. Check out his properties, Tuscan Place, Washington Court, Whitcomb Square on the west side for seniors, all that. Go to kellerapartments.com. That's kellerapartments.com. Bob Abella, Wide World of Radio is next. Old-time radio, 30s and 40s, all the great stars. Don't miss that. And I will see you next time. Take care.